Welcome to my basement, everybody. We have an incredible guest on the show today, somebody that I've known for a long time and you have known for a long time. He is uh, the mastermind behind Mortal Kombat. Ed Boone joins us from the fantastic NetherRealm Studios, which looks a bit different from the last time I was out there. That, that, that doesn't quite look like NetherRealm behind you, Ed. Yeah, looks like, you know, nowadays everybody's studio is their their home office or bedroom or living room or wherever they've kind of uh, commandeered to decide to work at. That's awesome. I never thought when I uh, when I started this journey that one day I would allow you to peer into my basement and we would do an actual interview like this. This is so crazy, huh? Yeah, that's the world we're living in, I guess. Now <laughs> Everybody gets to see what each other's houses look like. How much did it change, um, you know, development? Because obviously you've shipped Aftermath in the middle of the pandemic and you guys probably had to kind of shift to work from home to kind of clean things up and wrap things up. Did it really alter the production for you guys or were you okay with it? At the end of the day, we were okay with it. You know, it, it just happened to start when we were pretty much done with the main content that was, you know, comprised to make Aftermath, the story mode, the three new characters, you know, the new towers and everything like that. So we were in in a state of, you know, doing the final QA, wrapping things up, getting, you know, kind of packaging it together. And so we were surprised at uh, the fact that we were able to, you know, do it with the transition, um, everybody home, a lot of people. Were you stressed about that? I mean, you're overseeing this thing, you're kind of fi finalizing everything. Was that something that, you know, you carried around with you and you were really worried about, or did you kind of know that in instinctively that your team would be able to deal with this? Um, I, w I was pretty stressed. Um, yeah. You know, our, our RT IT team did, you know, nothing short of, you know, miracles. They, 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 they got everybody home in the course of, you know, two or three days or something like wow. that. And, and then between all of the, the different, you know, meetings and groups and Slack and Zoom and Teams and all that stuff, between all of those kind of communication tools, we were able to quickly get up and running and have, you know, our kind of our, our same meetings that we have in the office, but, you know, in this kind of virtual virtual space. Well, Aftermath is incredible. How do you feel, um, you know, post-Aftermath, after Aftermath, uh, to kind of see it out in the world and to see these characters that uh, you surprised us with, all fighting and, and uh, hearing from players, how does it feel? It feels great, you know. Um, it feels different just because, once again, everybody's, you know, for the most part in their houses, and especially when you know, when Aftermath first came out, you know, it was much more of a restricted situation. So yeah. a lot of people turned to games, which is like a um, like a, a nice kind of side effect for, for people who are developing games as far as everybody kind of, more people playing games, more people checking stuff out and more people looking for new content. And, you know, Aftermath kind of dropped at the perfect time with regards to that. And, you know, the response has been great. And we, we love seeing people, you know, play, you know, Robocop versus Terminator and all these kind of crazy, um, you know, pop culture references we have. That's awesome. Talk to me a little bit about um, getting Terminator and Robocop in, into the game 
Is it a question of you guys saying, what if, and I love these characters and we want to see if we can do it? Or is it a, uh, Mortal Kombat is such a pop culture juggernaut. I'm wondering if uh, other IP holders or studios come and approach you guys and say, would you like this character in your game? How, how did it work? I guess specifically with uh, Terminator and Robocop. With Terminator, with Terminator and Robocop, it was us reaching out to them. Um, although over the years we've had plenty of, you know, other IP holders reach out and you know, uh, you know, ask if they can kind of get in on 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 the Mortal Kombat, uh, you know, hype train. And um, for us, you know, I, I've mentioned this a few times. For us, growing up, you know, we grew up in you know watching 80s and 90s movies. You know, Terminator, RoboCop, Alien, Predator. You know, you know, Freddy. All of those have have made it into Mortal Kombat. So you know, we have our bucket list of characters, and we're we're checking them off. And RoboCop was certainly on that list, and you know, so another one down. Is it um, a surreal thing for you to meet with the people that uh, work with these properties and recognize in them that they have been as influenced by your work now and that they're mega fans of Mortal Kombat? I'm sure that must be happening for you all the time. It's it's cool that they know what Mortal Kombat is. You know. Oh, you're so humble, Ed. Come on, <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe some of them like you know they'll remember from you know. 25 years ago or something like that but it is cool and you know there's there's um there's varying degrees of knowledge of it some are like like amazing like encyclopedias of it like you know yes i didn't know i did not know you knew all that and others are like yeah that's that game where you can tear somebody's head off right you know (laughs) it's a little uh a little more peripheral so um but it is it is very cool and and again we're the ones who tend to be starstruck because, you know, again, there's nothing like, you know, you know, meeting the people who were involved in something that you grew up on, which I'm sure some people feel that way about Mortal Kombat. Too. Yeah. Yes. Well, you have the actor uh, playing Shang Tsung, and I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce his name, so I'm not going to butcher it. But Harry Tagawa. Harry Tagawa. Yeah. You've got him from the uh, the film reprising his role, and that just you know took everybody's surprise. It's incredible, and now you've crafted this sort of fractured, almost multiverse around Mortal Kombat, sort of going in all kinds of different directions and dimensions. And time is you've kind of crafted an opportunity to do anything you want with Mortal Kombat. Was that? on purpose, A, and now that you've kind of ventured into, uh, you know, video game immortalizing a movie based on a video game, is there now a move internally to create the full, you know, like all of those actors, bring them back and make a Mortal Kombat game with the actors from the movie? Um, You know, uh, I I grew up reading a lot of DC comics and I was always, always fascinated by the concept of the multiverse. I think a lot of us on the team sure. have been big fans of the concept of the multiverse. And over the years as Mortal Kombat, you know, each game we need to make the stakes bigger and bigger and bigger. And at some point you reach like, okay, well we've reached the end of time and we've jumped to the beginning of time. You know, like like the next step needs to be, oh, okay, there's multiple universes. And, and so it's, it's, part of it is, us being fans of multiverse concept, and the other is Mortal Kombat's been getting bigger and bigger for 27 years now. So yeah. 
it's almost inevitable we're going to reach that. That's awesome. So, um, are you going to do a Mortal Kombat game with all the uh, Mortal Kombat movie actors? Is that is that on uh, the whiteboard, the dream list? We have a whiteboard for sure, and I wish I was allowed to tell you uh, <laughs> our, our next steps with Mortal Kombat. Um, but um, I, 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 I can certainly say on our wish list is uh, it would be very cool to do that. What do you hear the most from fans about Mortal Kombat 11 and Aftermath, but maybe just in general? What do you hear the most? We want Melina. Yes. Yeah, that's that's probably the uh, the, the number it? one number one request. You know, it's it's nice to have such a ridiculously persistent fan base. Yes. Um, that, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, they're they know that we listen. They know that, you know, we've responded in times. So, you know, some of them feel emboldened to say, well, I'm just gonna ask a hundred thousand times. And get my <laughs> they create bots to actually yeah. do just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit, I mean, when you're talking about a game that plays with time and obviously plays with characters and lore that you've loved growing up and your team has, um, it, it must also be a point of reflection for you, like an opportunity for you to reflect on your career and your path through all of this. What What is different about approaching Mortal Kombat 11 and Aftermath than Mortal Kombat 4, you know? Like, apart from the, the size and the scale, are the disciplines and the, uh, the processes to craft the fun kind of the same, or is everything kind of changed now? It's very much changed. Um, probably one of the biggest ways is what you hit on is the scope of it. You know, Mortal Kombat 4, I think, had, there was probably eight of us or something. Wow. And there's hundreds now. Um, just in our studio, it's, you know, like 200 people, but, but many, many more uh, work on the game as well. And so the production is so big, it's like, you know, steering like a gigantic cruise ship or something, you know, to, to, to make a 30 degree turn requires, you know, 80 people, you know? And so it's, it's not like, you know, you can have an idea in your head, run to a keyboard and a few hours later it's done. It's, you know, you, you gotta, there's a process to get, to get stuff done. And it's much like a movie, you know, there's so many moving parts. It's, it's kind of overwhelming. Do, do you then get different kinds of personal rewards out of the process? Is there like, I guess that's kind of one of the drives to keep coming back to make new Mortal Kombat's for you is that you must, you must learn something and get something very rewarding every single time out there. There is, you know, somebody uh, asked me about it a while ago and, um, and, and I kind of associated a little bit with like, Marvel movies, you know, mm. there's, I don't think anybody thinks that there's going to be a final Marvel movie ever. Like, okay, that's the last one. And we're just going to move on to something, you know, there will always be something in the Marvel universe, right? In the works, in the plans. And that seems to be where Mortal Kombat is heading. You know, like there was just this, um, direct video, uh, Scorpion's Revenge, that, that came out and it did amazing, you know, like like it did a lot, way better than, than we were anticipating. Um, 
And there's, you know, obviously there's a movie, another movie coming out, a third movie. You yeah. know, we, we, we've been making games for so long. I, I think of Mortal Kombat as a little bit of a bigger thing than just a series of games that's released, you sure. know, every few years. And um, I'm fortunate enough to be, you know, involved in a lot of those different efforts. And so I, I it's, it's just, it's become like this kind of intellectual property. It's like a franchise. It's, it's yeah. something that it's almost expected that there's going to be something coming. Is that what you wanted for yourself when you started in the games industry? Is that, were you, were you hoping to, to craft something that would endure like that and you would be a part of, or, or is this beyond that? Or were you thinking yeah. some, like a different direction for yourself? It's, it's beyond that. I, I, I personally just wanted to work on games. I just wanted to, you know, um, work on something that people would appreciate and, you know, this in some ways is way bigger than anything I would have, um, you know, had the kind of audacity to wish for, you know, yeah. uh, people just want to work on something that people appreciate. Um, I wouldn't have guessed 27 years ago when we started the first game, you know, four guys uh, to, to, for it to still be going, you know, arguably stronger than ever 28 years, 28 years later, you know, so. I've got three questions for you that I want to get to. Mr. Charisma 88 says, how do you get more violent from here on out? It seems like the peak was met. I tend to agree. I don't think we're at a point anymore where we are, where we have the goal of being more violent than the previous game. I think it's more of, you know, are we, are we, um, enough like Mortal Kombat as far as, you know, what to expect as far as the visual presentation to, to meet player demand. I don't think we're thinking of uh, topping ourselves anymore. Okay, very interesting. Uh, we've got uh, Sir Stealth a lot says, where is Groovy Bruce Ash Will Williams in uh, Mortal Kombat from Evil Dead? I wish, there's one I wish I could comment on. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, perhaps in a future of uh, basement, we can have a conversation like that. You know, so <laughs> I love that. And um, uh, this one is a great question from Robbie Star One Seventeen. What is your favorite of the guest characters that has ever appeared in uh, Mortal Kombat? I know that's kind of picking a baby there at this point, but do you know uh, if I had to guess, uh, not guess, but if I had to say one, I would say probably. Aliens from nice. uh, Immortal Kombat X. You know, Aliens, the movie, is maybe in my top two or three favorite movies of all time. Certainly my favorite action science fiction movie. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a perfect movie. Um, and uh, so that was certainly a dream come true for me and a number of the people on the team to get into one of our games. What is your favorite thing about Mortal Kombat 11 and or Aftermath? What are you proudest of? What did you hit with, with the release of this game that uh, uh, you will take with you? And it doesn't have to be a feature or a character, but you know, something internal to you. I think overall, you know, we've, um, we've managed to um, change Mortal Kombat enough and frequently enough to keep it fresh, keep it new for the people who've been with us all this time. We don't want to yeah. just put a prettier skin, 
uh, you know, coat of paint on on a game that's existing and then and then continue. So we've we've managed to make changes enough that, you know, oddly enough, you know, Mortal Kombat 9, 10, 11, you know, each one has done better than the previous, which is crazy to me, um, especially since so many years later. And so that I think is the fact that we're willing to change so much and people are coming along with us for the ride is 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 one of the the things I'm most proud of with MK11. When you have a game that has DLC and extra characters that get added to it and you see the community and the you know the esports athletes and stuff sort of gravitate, how do you switch off? Like <laughs> how do you not keep working on it and uh, are you able to because I, like, I put out a video up on YouTube and I'm like are people watching? Are they commenting? Yeah. You know, I, how do you do it? Um Usually there's enough things that we have to do for future stuff. Like I'm working on stuff now that's, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're working on stuff that, you know, people won't see for years and yeah. um, that, that occupies your mind uh, so much, but it's certainly difficult. Like you said, it's certainly difficult to turn that switch off. You find yourself bouncing back and forth between what we just released what we're working on now and what we're planning and working, you know, I, I, I often have a hard time changing gears like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's just one of the, you know, I certainly, I certainly struggle with it sometimes. Yeah, I guess we're living in that era where, you, you know, if you release media, you see its reception and you can be in with the fans in real time as they're kind of yeah. consuming it. And that actually, I, would, I did have one question I didn't get to, and it's an excellent one. Um, what haven't people discovered so far in Mortal Kombat 11 or, or Aftermath? Is there a, a, a secret or a surprise? You don't have to tell us what it is. Let the people I discover believe, it. I believe there may be some like brutalities that are still kind of buried in the game. I, I, I haven't been keeping like direct track of which ones have been discovered, but occasionally I'll see something where somebody says, you know, oh my God, did you see this person's brutality? Because some of them are really obscure in terms of what you need to do to qualify to get it. They're really for like kind of the hardcore players. Um, but if I had to guess, it would be something like that, a, a brutality or, or maybe something in a hidden in the tower or in the crypt or something like that. Awesome. Do you have time to play games? No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if there's been something that you have, like, have you checked out The Last of Us Part Two? or? I haven't. I ha and, and I have it. And I have, you know, I mean, uh, there are games that, that I've been dying to play not only from the standpoint of how fun they are, but you know, we often look at other games and kind of, oh, you know, what's going on with this game? You know, what did you know? What do they do that's really cool? What do they, you know, just for inspiration, see where the industry's going and 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 things like that. Just kind of like like you do too. It's not not like every single game you play is I gotta play this game. It's you know, you just want to keep up with what's going on in the industry. Uh, so. A lot of time is spent doing that, but like as far as casually and let me sit down and play this 35 hour game. I wish I had that kind of free time. That would be, <laughs> that would be great.
Well, you're in a you're you're in a crowded boat in the game development scene. I, I talk to tons of developers, and they they don't. That's one of the things they always say to me is they just wish they had more time to play all the fun stuff that is out yeah. there. Yeah. What's the most exciting thing uh, for you of this next generation that we're about to enter with the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X? To me, um, of course, there's going to be better graphics. Of course, there's going to be you know. Um, you can push more polys and do you know cooler stuff. Um, to me, um, the the idea of accessing data at a much higher rate, like you know with the SSD drives, maybe you know ten times faster or whatever, whatever the number ends up being, is I suspect is going to make so much bigger of an impact on the design of games than people are. Uh, estimating, they're just thinking, oh, it's a faster, you know, shorter load time. So it's like it's a lot more than that. And so, every, a lot of people who are designing games now are used to the idea. Well, we got to work around the idea of how fast it takes the next level to load. Once you eliminate that, all of a sudden, you know, your 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 philosophy and level design and and, and the restrictions that you have to fall within are uh, people are going to realize, oh, that means we can do this. And I don't think we've even scratched the surface of seeing that. I, you know, maybe it'll be, you know, in the second wave of games that comes, but it's going to be huge. I really think so. Awesome. You've been at this for a while, my friend. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, especially watching things like this, that want to get into the video game industry. And I'm wondering if there's a, uh, a nugget of wisdom that you can pass on. And certainly the video game industry is going through a lot of, you know, booming times, but also a tumultuous time right now. And a, a lot of people are figuring out their way in the industry. What would you say to, uh, you know, a young person that's getting into development or wants to make games, um, and maybe to a younger version of yourself about what you've learned about this industry uh, through your course in it? You know, I used to think that uh, game development had gotten so big that, you know, three, four people can no longer, you know, make a big impact. Oh, you need 100 people, you need 200 people. I don't, I don't think that's the case anymore. Between a combination of like the indie game scene and all of these tools, many of which are free, you know, um, these these whole entire game engines, you can basically download for free and and learn and become proficient and make a demo or make a game. Um, to me, it's actually do it. You know, take the time to, to download this engine, make a demo, make a, you know, and just get your feet wet with regards to, you know, what it actually takes to do a game. There's nothing like actually, actually doing it, you know, and, and again, it can be on a small scale, a tiny little demo to give you an idea of um, what part of the game industry you want to be in. You know, there's so many different um, disciplines and, and, and that that um, the fact that these tools are available, I think just take advantage of them. Awesome. Uh, I know you're working on secret stuff right now, my friend, and yeah. I know you can't I, I know you can't tell me any of it. I know that. Um, I've been at this a while too, uh, but can you can you uh, give us a hint of when we may be reconvening to discuss something coming from Nether Realms? Oh, I wish I wish I could tell you once you took the cameras down, but uh, <laughs> as far as I trust you wouldn't tell anyone. But uh, I wish I could share that with your audience at the at the moment. You know, I really do. I really do. It must be exciting. Yeah.
That's awesome. Ed, I, uh, I love talking with you and, and uh, I don't know how you stay so humble and have success so huge, my friend. It's one, it's one of your, your great traits. And uh, you know, everybody in the, in the games industry really appreciates you and loves what you do, as well as uh, you know, big regards to everybody at NetherRealm. It's an incredible studio and uh, man, you entertain us. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us and you know, appreciate the time. All right. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We will be back soon. And remember uh, to hit that subscribe button and that like button and uh, share this with whomever you would like. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you soon. And until then, play forever.